0: Hello from elsewhere I'm Valerie
1: and I'm Casey and in today's episode we're discussing nostalgia in pop culture. Hey Valerie Yes I really miss when Hollywood wasn't so nostalgic
0: when there were some original films
1: I also love that you just breeze by my dad joke like a you don't you don't encourage my dad jokes. <laughs> And so
0: I try to ignore them, so that they hopefully j- so that they'll stop. Not I totally missed it. What was the dad joke?
1: That I really miss when Hollywood wasn't so nostalgic. That whole sentence is nostalgic. I'm nostalgic for when Hollywood uh, wasn't so.
0: I get it. That was deeper than a dad joke. That was good. a little more subtle love, than was a that dad some joke. Good irony there. Okay. Irony trumps dad jokes. Is that the...
1: I love dad jokes. So oh, I I'm with I, you. I don't I don't have a hierarchy of like comedy generally. I mean, mm. there's certain things that are at the bottom, but like at, toward the top. Not you know so what's much. funny
0: is, I would have used to have said that like bathroom humor is like the worst, just so stupid.
1: But you love it now, is? I don't love
0: it at all. But mm. I do find that as a parent, I find it more humorous than I did before being a parent. Like it's still mm. not my favorite, but now like you you become like your children, and you're like poop, ha ha ha. Like it's just <laughs> it's funny all of a sudden because your kids think it's funny. <laughs> So you laugh because they laugh and then all of a sudden you're like dang it i'm laughing at poop jokes what's our kids favorite um our son loves the dog man books mm-hmm. and there's this one joke in there about um
1: you're really gonna say it oh yeah okay
0: the everything is like
1: i'm just saying our our listeners comedic tastes might not have matured like yours have apparently right, so
0: they'll enjoy this that's what
1: no because you're saying that you've matured and oh i've so matured you to the point that i humor. do enjoy. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's contradictory <laughs> Casey, I have an all-important question for you. What is the movie that, as as a child in your home, was the movie that got worn out the most, like watched a million times?
1: Okay. Worn out like figuratively or literally, either one? Yes. Because nowadays movies don't really get worn out. No. Discs can.
0: They can get scratched. Not as much as
1: VHS, and then everything's digital now too. So. My
0: copy of Mary Poppins got stepped on. Nobody would fess up to it. Was a, like a, a disc of it. Yeah, a DVD. Mm. I was like a teenager at this point, and I was like, "Who broke my Mary Poppins?" I was devastated. That's depressing. It was. I don't know if I got stepped on or what. I, what happened? But I just opened the case one time, and my DVD was snapped. Mm. So that one literally was broken.
1: Actually, got worn out, but not from viewing. It was just from, from negligence. Viewing, or yes. Or was it negligence? <laughs> Who knows? Was,
0: maybe one of my siblings.
1: Was, was it measured? Was mad it premeditated yeah. and?
0: No one's ever fessed up. I still don't. I know I think what if, happened if it was Poppins. an accident,
1: they would have said, "Oh, sorry." Like, sorry. Mm. But because it was premeditated, <laughs> they you know.
0: they're like, "There's no evidence, no proof. It was me. I should have had it tested for fingerprints."
1: Okay, so what's your answer? What movie got worn out?
0: Uh, Robin Hood. The you know Kevin Costner. No. Oh no, the uh, men in tights. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. The no, the the cartoon robin hood foxes and bears and chickens
1: do you know there's a whole subset of the internet of people that like find the fox handsome
0: <laughs> he is a handsome fox and she's a good looking vixen
1: okay um but yeah so that one got worn out that one in got worn childhood out.
0: yeah that was the first date that my parents went on and they saw it in theaters so we always had it in our home on vhs and then dvd and we watched it like at least once a week.
1: That is our a lot. entire
0: lives. I'm pretty sure.
1: And you're not sick of it.
0: No, because we have it now, and our kids watch it, and I still love that movie.
1: It's a great one, but I didn't haven't seen it that many times. I mean, we watched it a lot growing up, but mm-hmm. definitely not once a week. That's. It
0: yeah. was probably once a week. Well, we only owned like maybe 20 movies most of my youth, so. <laughs> We rotated through them quickly.
1: This was on VHS, you said. Yes. Right.
0: And then D, and then DVD.
1: Right. Okay. You ready for mine? Let's hear it. Mine is Ninja Turtles 2: Secret of the Ooze. I
0: don't know if I've ever even seen oh, it. Oh my goodness. Let's find a copy. Where's our VHS player?
1: I know. Well, I, you can find it. You can get it on DVD. We just oh, need okay. to get the the old Ninja Turtles trilogy on DVD. That's what we need, or Blu-ray. Yeah. So that one, we I've only I'd only seen the first one like once, but as a kid we had a, it was on VHS, but it was recorded from TV. So the quality was already not great. Pretty bad. And like I have just as many memories of the movie as the commercials that were on as well. Mm. Like when my dad recorded, he tried to like stop the recording and then started again once the movie started. So you'd get like half of the first commercial and then half of the last <laughs> commercial, you know? Right, right. So there was, was things, I think it was on Fox, and so there was Beverly Hills 90210 or Melrose Place or something commercials. <laughs> there was this superhero show that was short-lived called Mantis. There was a commercial for it. So I have fond memories of the commercials as well as the movies.
0: Mm, which would have made the movie even longer.
1: So wait, you've never heard Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice?
0: I don't think so. That's not in my uh, memories.
1: You, so you can't even be nostalgic for that. You I just can't. haven't even experienced. I have not. Oh my goodness. That's a cinematic masterpiece. Is Vanilla Ice on stage singing the Ninja rap? As yeah. the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. fight. True. Um fight the Toka and Razor. I hope I got those names right. You're I used to things be up. well I used to be a huge <laughs> Ninja Turtles fan. Um Yeah, you were the costume. It's costumes. not that I'm not anymore, but Halloween yes so we wore sweats a lot as children and my mom was scared that we were going to wear sweats the rest of our lives and uh, so I had these like green sweats and then we got this turtle shell thing that went over my like my back and my front for my cousin and so I wore that for Halloween one year painted red around my eyes because Raphael was my favorite and Mm. that's probably my favorite Halloween costume ever actually my brothers and I do not still wear sweats all the time so. That's
0: a funny fear to me because your mom would be the one buying your clothes So like if she was really worried about it, she could just stop wearing and buying them
1: Yeah, but you know how you are as a parent Like you want your kids to have the thing they love But also you want there to be good balance And so like she didn't want to just cut up our sweats in front of us like, <laughs> You're a monster well, no,
0: but when you grow out of them, you just don't buy the next size up
1: I don't think it was a legitimate fear a funny It was fear. probably a facetious fear But yes, uh, but yes sweats Ninja Turtles, Ninja Rap, those these are the things I'm nostalgic for. Mm. Also, DVD rewinding machines. Did you ever have one of those? A DVD or VHS? Sorry, excuse okay. me.
0: I was gonna say I was confused for a second there.
1: VHS rewinding machines. Yes. Did you have ever have one of those?
0: No. You had to stand there and hold the button.
1: Yeah. No, they had machines. <laughs> you could buy a machine at like Radio Shack. You just put the VHS in it. It was just like a little slightly bigger than the VHS, still rectangular shaped. Uh And it looked almost like a spaceship. And so you'd set the VHS in the spaceship, close the semi-transparent lid, and then just hit the button and it rewound it for you. So that when you went back to Blockbuster, you didn't get fined.
0: (laughs) Oh, all these things. You know, that reminds me of, though, you know what I am nostalgic for? And my parents still use this because they, you know, home videos... Mm-hmm. And on the big camcorders, um, right. and you had the little tapes,
1: mm-hmm. like the DV, like a mini DV, Super 8, depending on what mini year VHS was, looking yes, things. Yeah. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. And so you had to put the mini VHS looking thing inside this little bigger VHS, and you'd flip the little lid down, and it would pull the tape up. So it's now right, full VHS size, and you could just put it in your normal you didn't VHS have, like, player. Converter
1: yeah. Or, like my dad, he worked at a video place like not a blockbuster but like a place that edited tapes and stuff and so um we had a lot of tapes that were just edited in fact i watched a lot of movies that when i was younger that i didn't realize had been edited for content so that it was uh. more appropriate for kids to watch mm-hmm. and then i would watch it later like airplane airplane is is uh very much adult movie but it's pg but it's 80s pg before pg 13 was a thing or like big i think the movie big with tom hanks you right. big? um i think there's Parts like an effort or Spaceballs. all these movies that i didn't realize had a few language issues and stuff that a right. kid shouldn't be watching until i watched it later that i would like oh i love that movie and buy it on dvd and i'm like i don't remember like
0: <laughs> i don't remember it being
1: because there are so some things slang. that you watch you're like why do my parents wa- let you me watch those? this but then yeah. there's other stuff they're like no my parents definitely didn't let me watch this. And that's when I realized that I watched a lot of edited videos growing up. So Interesting. Yeah. We had a lot of, we had a lot of VHS tapes. We had to catalog them at some point. I remember in my basement, my mom had us cataloging them. Like, mm. These are the ones that are m- for grown-ups. I won't say adults. <laughs> it's not like a, a, these aren't adult films. These are for grown-ups, and then these are for kids. And we had like, a big list. And, you know, you'd put the little white... Um, sticker on the front, right in marker, the name of the <laughs> movie, because these were all like edited. We had some that were store bought, but we had way more that were just there for my dad. You know, as I'm talking, I'm realizing my dad is a video pirate.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I was like, this is sad. This
1: is all coming to me now. No, yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so nostalgia. What else are you nostalgic for when it comes to movies?
0: Uh, we always had popcorn, big bowl of popcorn. We had a big silver bowl. Cause we were a family of ten. This popcorn, like this bowl, was gigantic. It was like did you have to rotate? Who size. got to hold the bowl? No, my dad always held the bowl. Okay. He had rights, man. Yeah. Parental rights, mm-hmm. and the rest of us could get a smaller bowl and come scoop it out if we wanted to. If we, we, you know, we really did that for
1: stuff. when we were younger, and then mm-hmm. it got to a point where I was eating so much popcorn that we just had to make more. So my dad did get a bowl, and then all of us kids, we also got a big bowl and. W- you know much smaller four kids versus 10 but we had to rotate each like week who we got to sit in the middle and hold the bolt. and because there's four of us there's one odd man out that has to reach over mm-hmm. so that was the the least coveted position was to be the, the odd man the popcorn out. reacher yeah And we had a special popcorn blanket
0: we just ate it over the carpet like, like cavemen like <laughs>
1: neanderthals
0: <laughs> maybe we spilt less popcorn than you one time though my dad was trying to keep the popcorn warm in the oven and mm-hmm. it totally caught on fire <laughs> i don't know what happened like i don't know the grease of the popcorn or something and it, the oven was just on low and he like opened i just remember being in the living room when you you know opens the oven door and there's like flames coming out of the popcorn bowl pretty intense
1: plus it's extra bad because burnt popcorn is the worst smell right like and some people love it forever. and i can see why they like it. i don't think it's bad like as a smell necessarily but just the death of popcorn is very tragic to me and so <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad when i smell burnt popcorn i'm like someone could have been eating that and now no one is eating that well some people neanderthals
0: I just hate when it's in the microwave and then you think the smell's gone, but every time you open the microwave again, it assaults your face with the smell of burnt popcorn.
1: All right. So today we're talking about nostalgia, clearly. This might be one of our more loose episodes. If you've been listening for a while, you know, sometimes our episodes are structured. Sometimes they're fairly loose. This is one of the loosey-goosey ones. We'll see. I have a very meager structure to to follow, but uh, we'll kind of just go with the flow. And Valerie's doing a weird flowy dance right now. (laughs) let the record show it is terrifying nostalgia nostalgia is like a big selling point right now in hollywood
0: yeah uh remakes of everything let's see this year alone aladdin lion king
1: and dumbo they've got three disney has three of those remakes well i don't know if dumbo i think dumbo's a remake i don't know yeah Um, i think
0: it's different but yeah uh mulan is coming out next year it's coming out this mm,
1: year. Uh, it's not this year. I think okay. it's next year. Yeah, and then we've had we've got a Little Mermaid coming. Right, um, right. We've had in the past. I feel like it started with Maleficent. I don't know if there was one before that, but there was Maleficent, and then we had like Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. I'm sure I'm forgetting Mary something. Returns. Mary Poppins returns. Kinda. I mean, not a remake, but, but it's, it's still nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Carrying in on.
1: Well, I was even looking at oh. the. And
0: that's just Disney, though. Can we think of it? Right. Yeah. Disney.
1: I mean. I feel like you can't talk about nostalgia and not mention Star Wars The Force Awakens and even just everything Star Wars is doing right now. Right. But I don't want to get too into it because we always talk about Star Wars and I'd rather talk about other things.
0: You'd rather talk about other things than Star Wars?
1: Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> I. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, The Force Awakens has a lot of like parallels with The New Hope. But it's never something that's bothered me enough to dislike the movie. There's enough new stuff in there that it still grabs me. I still love the new characters and setting and the, and just the direction it's going. So I, I think...
0: I've liked it more the more I've seen it. The first yeah. time I felt like it bugged me, I was like, this is like the same movie. Um, But I do think that's one of the reasons why, going to our last episode, why it's a good place to start for a lot of new people. Yeah, like if you've never mm-hmm. seen Star Wars, you could start with the Force Awakens because
1: right it's so similar. And honestly, Star Wars has always been nostalgic for itself. You watch, it's true. Um, Retur- I mean, the
0: whole point of the prequels was to tell the backstory of the you know original trilogy, and
1: right. And there's always like these parallels from with characters and such, like Anakin growing up on a on a desert planet um, in less than ideal circumstances. And but even before that, like Return of the Jedi had a second Death Star and Sort of trying to recapture the magic of a new hope in a lot of ways. Right. So I think at this point it's just par for the course. I I do hope for the future that they can start to tell even more new stories, but um, I don't know, just with like the last Jedi. I think they will
0: the Mandalorian. and yeah. all these. Yeah.
1: But I, I don't think it'll ever completely get away from nostalgia for itself, um, for like that 70s and 80s aesthetic. Um,
0: Plus, anytime there's you know a reference to one of the previous movies or something, we all love it. Yeah. We're all nostalgic. Yeah.
1: So I definitely think Lucasfilm is nostalgic for itself, but I don't think it's a bad thing. And um, I don't know. We're On this podcast, we're always trying to be positive, And so we still want to do that here, even though industry-wide, everything that Hollywood's doing with remakes isn't necessarily my favorite. I don't know about you, but...
0: I feel like it goes movie by movie. I really liked the Mary Poppins Returns, but there are others. Yeah,
1: I'm excited for Mulan. I think that if they're going that to remake really things, good. I think it's a good idea to go... Different. different direction
0: yeah. I don't think it needs to be shot for yeah. shot the same
1: yeah I don't know why people feel like it's it has to be the sacred thing like you have to have the music and all these things like I, I don't know I think
0: that was one of the things I liked about the new Beauty and the Beast because I mean she's my favorite princess yeah and I love the original movie but the new one there were a lot of like the Broadway music mm-hmm. which I had never listened to because I had always just listened to the Disney version so there were some new song, new to me songs In that movie, and they're some of my new favorites.
1: Yeah, I kind of expected to not like Beauty and the Beast, but I actually really did. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised by that one. So yeah, I I agree. I think it depends movie to movie. I I think there are some that are, if it's too close to the original, it's just very pointless. Right, Um, I like
0: when there's differences.
1: I don't know. I I think if they're trying to recapture the magic, I think they should just re-release old movies in theaters. Like, if you want to take your kids to have that experience you had watching The Lion King growing up, then think of all the the money
0: they can make and save right you don't have to make a new movie yeah but you can make money on an old movie yeah
1: and i'm sure it wouldn't do as well because like we said like nostalgia sells and that's it's this weird thing where it's like trying to move forward but it's also looking backward and sometimes that balance is right and sometimes it's off yeah getting back just to where hollywood is at right now i was just looking at like the top box office earners for like the last few years so even just like 2019 so far only like one movie in the top 10 is an original not based on a series or or not a sequel or anything like that or a remake only one of them which is us by jordan peele and that's so far i mean 2019 we still have like you know the rise of skywalker coming and and that's not all remakes but sequels are always going to be a little bit nostalgic for the original anyways and so i think they're all kind of in the same they're building off of them
0: yeah looking at this list here like i mean we've got avengers which is been like the longest running group of movies ever (laughs) at least it feels Mm -hmm. that way
1: i mean there's got like not literally but yeah yeah. (laughs) it does feel that way
0: yeah Uh, because we're living it right now yeah and i mean captain marvel is a whole like a 90s movie
1: yeah let's talk about captain marvel since
0: watching captain marvel i have had like 90s music on repeat all the time lately
1: so do you think that
0: our kids now sing zombie <laughs> zombie
1: <laughs> they're, our children are really into the cranberries they're, they're gonna ruin their voices too um <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit but hollywood has been very like 80s nostalgic for a little bit do you feel like it's gonna move into the 90s and or? even
0: like and just to bring it like fashion to 80s and now 90s is all i mean i feel like 90s fashion is definitely back all the little uh, spaghetti strap sundresses with like a t-shirt underneath it's totally back in I just
1: find 90s fashion so much more boring than 80s and like
0: grunge you know
1: like 80s was weird but it had such Flannel. good character to it
0: See now I feel like 80s was a little over the top for my taste
1: But it is and it's like so like out there but that's what I love about it like just looking watching Captain Marvel looking at all the extras who were all dressed very 90s. Right. I just felt like it was a little bit bland. Like it's the all, 90s a little, it's bit a little more
0: subdued, yeah.
1: I feel like <laughs> at, we hit the 90s and we're like, we need to tone it back a little bit. I mean...
0: They go too far the other way?
1: I, I remember having some neon shorts in the 90s, but, but yeah, once you get into the flannel and the grunge stuff, I feel like everything, the 80s gets left behind, I feel like.
0: Doc Martens.
1: Yeah, even going back to Avengers Endgame, yes, it's in a series, but even that movie itself is nostalgic for marvel and spoiler and for, like, alert the original if you haven't, group of yes avengers, spoiler if you haven't seen avengers end game skip ahead a few seconds like yeah the whole time travel thing is just almost like a it's almost like a clip show a tv clip show of the greatest hits of everything that's and and it works like i'm not um it wasn't my favorite but it works and i i think that even movies that aren't remakes have a hint of nostalgia to them
0: whether it's for the a specific era or yeah yeah or for one of their previous movies. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
1: Well, going back to that 80s, 90s thing, I think that there's like a 30-year, 25 to 30-year sweet spot. You look at Back to the Future, which is a movie that was nostalgic for the 50s, um, you know, set in the 80s, nostalgic for the 50s. And now we're like, we've been nostalgic for the 80s, and now we're getting into the nostalgic for the 90s. Uh, I think there's just that gap. It's
0: all, you know, 30 years ago now, yeah. almost.
1: The 2000s are, are too recent and... The '90s are just long those. enough ago, and I think it's part of it is too because people that were kids in the '90s are the paying customers now. Not True. just for the movies themselves, but the internet sort of uh, adds to the monster, to the beast that is Hollywood nostalgia.
0: Yeah, I like what you said about them being the you know we are the target audience. Um, you know those of us in our 20s and 30s, and and we or you know or even the people who are now making the movies some in some cases, and uh, we're. We grew up in the 90s, so I'm nostalgic for it, that's for sure. Maybe that's why I was never nostalgic for the 80s, because I wasn't alive in the 80s.
1: For me, I love the 80s so much, even though I was born in the tail end of the 80s, so I don't really remember any of it. But uh, so much of what I love pop culturally came from that era, and so I have just a fondness for it. And not that I don't for the 90s. There's a lot of things that, um, like you said, it was your childhood. It was my childhood, too, in the 90s. So
0: To be fair, I'm, I'm getting nostalgic for some things from the 2000s. You know,
1: Gene on gene jean jacket with jean pants
0: <laughs> yes no i was thinking more like frosted tips lizzie mcguire style you know
1: disney plus yeah i mean that's a nostalgia cool, machine
0: cool. it's true yeah so disney plus is coming out in november and we are really excited and i'm really hoping they have like even stevens and they lizzie definitely Maguire. have lizzie mcguire it was on, oh, like, it was the, on one, the, one of the promotional
1: like images wonderful but even stevens is not but see i'm so. wondering
0: if i can actually watch it now right How has it aged
1: <laughs> i don't know that's Let's my see. fear with some. I of just those remember
0: things. her always in like those platform flip flops, and even as a kid, I thought those looked dumb. I never actually wanted those.
1: Tell the truth.
0: No, it's one of those things where my mom would have never let me have them anyway.
1: Right, they were too much. Yes. Yeah.
0: Over the top. Yeah. Unnecessary, but I think even no even as a youth and like all the um all oh, the hair with like the millions of little elastics I was gonna just barely going ways. to ask
1: you did that didn't you I did not and you burned all the pictures
0: <laughs> I was gonna say we just looked through my photo my childhood photo album and I have no hair like that. but tell ever. me the
1: truth the, those ones were disposed of
0: <laughs> I hid them in secret no I really did not
1: But yeah, like a point I was going to make earlier is um, like bringing it back to the future. I think Hollywood has always been nostalgic for the past. And maybe I sort of said that before, but it's definitely worse now. Like Like we said, looking at the top 10 movies, only one or two are not based on something else or part of a series or just a full on remake or reboot. And it's been similar the last few years but even like 30 years ago looking at 1989 five out of the 10 were sequels of some kind and
0: I wouldn't have guessed that
1: yeah that that year had like Ghostbusters 2 and um oh there was another sequel even you look at things like um like biopics like historical um period pieces as well mm-hmm. there's always a sense of looking backward and I, I think that's always going to be the case because it's in a lot of ways it's safe it's harder to do something new and and look forward and
0: that's what I was going to say. You know, you've got... Uh, you look at like long-running things. Like Les Mis has always been a classic book. And then it was a Broadway play. And then they had a movie. And then, you know, 20 years couple later... A couple movies, yeah. Yeah. And then 20 years later, they do another movie. Right. Um, so, yeah. Once you know that it's already like a favorite, you have an audience. So, it's kind of a safe bet to yeah. go for nostalgia.
1: And especially right now. I mean, they're selling big. They're People love them. And there's a reason for that. But I do think that... If you don't, that's great, and you can just speak with your wallet. You and I don't. We don't see everything that's big and coming out, especially, like, the big remakes. Like, we catch those a little bit later.
0: Then um, we can rent them
1: Yeah, for a dollar. There's there's a lot of movies out there that we will see in theaters, and, and sometimes there's, I mean, there's still the popular movies, you know, like, like Star Wars and and a lot of the Marvel fare, but but there's always like the interesting unique sci-fi movies that we'll see and or um you know, like there's still studios and directors out there that are trying to push the boundaries and um that might be a little bit harder to find, but they're definitely out there.
0: I always find it funny when I like a new movie and then you realize that it was an old movie. Like I was thinking about this with um Yours Mine and Ours, Has Dennis Quaid and the new one.
1: Yeah, The Incomparable Dennis Quaid.
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> And, uh, so I remember watching that one and being like, oh, that was a cute movie. And then realizing that it was like an old movie with, um, I better double check my facts here, but I rem- cause I remember going back and watching it later and I'm pretty sure it had, um, Is Fred
1: McMurray. No. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the old one. Actually, I haven't even seen the new one, but while you look that up, yeah, I, I've had similar movies like that too. Like Freaky Friday. I watched the Lindsay Lohan one long before I even realized that it was uh, a remake with, uh. Or a remake of the, it was Jodie Foster, right? And then like um, Parent Trap, I didn't realize it for a long time. And I watched a lot of old movies growing up, but there are some that I just missed and didn't realize that these things are, are remakes. so
0: Yeah, so the old Yours, Mine, and Ours, which then, you know, I went back and found at the library, good old public libraries. Um, it came out in 1968. Um, and it had Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda, and it's really funny. Look it up. So I think there are some that, if it highlights an old movie, I'm all for it.
1: <laughs> and there's plenty of them that you don't realize that are remakes. Um, like there's an old silent version of Beauty and the Beast, and actually the silent era is like this chaotic just hodgepodge of of uh, remaking itself in a lot of ways. Um, there's I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, just trust me on this.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Go look it up, people. Tell him he's wrong.
1: (laughs) Please do. I like hearing that I'm wrong about things.
0: It's good for him. Yeah. It really is. Are there any old movies that you feel like you wish they would remake? Yeah, let's let's get into this. We can get into this for a while, because
1: the way Hollywood's going, they're remaking stuff, and they're probably going to keep remaking stuff.
0: Yeah, so what do we think they should remake?
1: I think the criterion for me, or maybe criteria if I think of more than one, just that the, well, first of all, that they're going to do it a, a little bit differently. Like there has to be a point to it um, and update it in some way. Um, but also maybe a movie that's was not super popular or was lesser seen, but maybe will do better in an updated medium. So for example, well, this one is popular, but the old movie Harvey, which is based on a play, is one of my absolute favorites. And I would just love it if they, I think it'd be a cool, even just like a Netflix movie. Update, Harvey, please, please do it. It's wonderful. it would be a great one. And there's all these like lesser known films, just lesser known because they're old and maybe modern audiences as a as a whole don't really realize them that are worth checking out. And um, and if it can sort of educate and if you say, hey, I like that, watch the original because it's awesome too.
0: Right, I like when they, yeah, like I said, they highlight the old movies too. Like you can go find the old ones. Um, yeah, you were saying some of them that... Uh, there are some old movies that are great stories, but it would be really cool to see them with modern technology, hmm. like 2001: Space Odyssey.
1: Oh, I feel like I don't know about that one. I feel that like, makes me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's a great storyline, but I feel like with like updated space technology and stuff, I feel like it could be really cool. I feel
1: like you shouldn't touch Stanley Kubrick. And there that's are ga- that's going to sound like arrogant, but I I just don't know if you can touch Stanley Kubrick. I see where you're coming from, though, because that movie is very long and slow, and it is hard to watch. It's not an easy mm-hmm. movie to watch. I've, I've seen it two or three times, and it gets better each time I watch it. Like, the first time, I was Nerd. like, I appreciated it for what it had done, but I was like, I don't ever want to watch that again. But then I did watch it again and loved it, and I love that movie. So, Plus, then you you open the Pandora's box of, well, are we going to remake Dr. Strangelove? Because that's, that's not okay. <laughs>
0: I feel like that one still holds up, though. Like, it's faster paced and the humor's still really good. And the
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't shoot, just shoot need, down your ideas, uh, like, yeah, right off the geez. bat. I'm sorry. That was a knee-jerk reaction. And I, just I hate feel knee-jerk like, reactions. But Like,
0: in general, movies like that with, yeah. you know, where the technology, kind of like, you know. Of course, that's what Lucas said with 1, 2, and 3. He's like, hey, now we have the computer technology, you know, CGI and stuff to really bring about my vision. Yeah. But I feel like they're worse than the originals.
1: Yeah, but I think CGI have not
0: They haven't dated. You know, they haven't. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Aged as well.
1: Yeah. Although I I generally prefer practical effects over CGI. Like you, I think CGI is at a point where. It's, you don't think it's
0: going to age? I think it's, it's still going to age. It, no, it, it will.
1: It will. It can age, but um, it's still. I think it still looks better. You know, like. I it's mean, when get you look at the
0: news, Toy Stories. Like I love the original Toy Story, but when you watch it after watching right. the new ones, you're like, whoa, this is animation. <laughs> and that was cutting edge stuff man
1: yeah oh you know what i was thinking that's about?
0: what toy story's gonna do next they're gonna hit four and then just gonna go back and remake one <laughs> with new technology keep it exactly the same but update the look
1: i be careful what you say because they probably will yeah it's just gonna read it out there it's an
0: never-ending cycle
1: yeah i'm a firm believer that like movies should be a, a product of their time i think that's important just for like our history and film is a big part of history and so i don't that's why i don't like movies that are just remade almost shot for shot or um like i said before without a point i think we, sh- we shouldn't try to erase them you know and that feels like erasure to me i don't know
0: this is an interesting point in because i was thinking about this the other night we watched uh, murder on the orient express
1: mm, yeah
0: or like um uh, beauty and the beast so a lot of these movies that are set in the past
1: that both have josh gad yeah yeah
0: true that's what i'm bringing up <laughs> But the idea that, uh, so like when they put um, black characters into these movies that didn't originally.
1: Oh, so the doctor is not African-American in the book? Or Uh I I guess he's London. He's British, yeah. um, British, but uh, so they didn't put, okay, interesting.
0: So I'm always curious about that because it's like, cool. I love seeing wider representation. Awesome. But then you're like, but if it's like a historical piece, like where do you like draw, you know, where do you draw the, how much history do you have to keep?
1: Right. Yeah, that, that's, Does that make sense? that's a really tricky Yeah, that's thing. a weird I think, one. I think for me, representation is more important than the history. And. In,
0: but is that trying to rewrite the past? Because we were terrible people in a, the past. A little it? bit.
1: <laughs> I think it depends not on that what... We're,
0: not that we're all good now either, but just right. like... I think it just know. depends on
1: the intention. You yeah. know, like I think it's all down to intention. And I didn't, I don't know, I haven't really thought super hard about Murder on the Orient Express. I just assumed that that was the character in the book. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, representation is good like the whole little mermaid stuff oh
0: yeah the yeah
1: they it's cast like a woman of uh, a young woman of color as uh-huh. ariel and like great. people are freaking out but also mermaids aren't real so like, <laughs> they can be any any skin color it's okay they might
0: all be green down take there for all we know
1: right take a breath it's okay it's a good thing actually
0: yeah see i'm cool with that it's all make-believe and and i'm even cool with the stuff set in the past i just think it's interesting
1: yeah it brings up a good it, it's uh like, it's a good thing to think
0: historically, about historically there wouldn't be you know France in Bell's time is not going to have people of color at all, probably yeah. z- zero in a little tiny village in the middle of France. Probably I just think zero. if we
1: bring up that point, we have to recognize that all movies that are historical fiction, especially based on like a real story like biopics and such uh-huh. they're always playing with the history anyways, it's so true, like it's never they're exact so they're moving. Um, events and characters and, and make it a
0: better story things around to,
1: yeah, to, yeah to fit the story so i i just think that
0: so we should yeah. call we should just all cinema is make-believe yeah at least to some degree so and as long as how you want. approach Sounds it to me. from an
1: educational <laughs> perspective um to help you learn about it and but i think that you can go too far like um maybe i shouldn't even bring it up but uh, greatest showman mm. he is not a good character that we should yeah. be He's
0: not a nice man.
1: I didn't even like him in the movie personally. No, but I didn't But either. the movie still was trying I to feel paint like him positively. We're the only
0: people you and I who didn't like the Greatest Showman. Are you I, guys I out know, there? I know. Don't hate f- us. people. But
1: yeah. I didn't even like the music. I'm I know. sorry. We're supposed to be positive, so it wasn't my favorite. I we'll move on. I'm sorry. Like, if you love it, that's totally valid, and I can go for it. Yeah, I totally see why. And plus, we saw it like later, and so. Sometimes when you hear all the hype it just doesn't live up. So we came into it not from a pure perspective when we first saw it. So just take that with a grain of salt and love what you love cuz that's what we're all about is love what you love and it's it's totally okay to love what you love and even if it's a little okay bit problematic for us to not like what we it, don't like. It's true. I'm not trying to like I don't know. The the whole point of don't like Don't
0: sugarcoat it. We have deep opinions, Casey. Well yeah, like
1: this podcast was meant to be positive and it's not because we love everything that we see that's not the point the point is that we're just not bashing yeah and the point is that the internet has enough negativity about um everything but especially film and books and stories and art um and we just wanted to have a different kind of discussion about what it's trying to say versus whether this is good and this is bad and um so where were we where did i don't know where we were going where we were headed Oh, I know what I was going to say. Let's hear it. When you brought up that there's movies that like the technology now could maybe bring a wider audience to a story that was good, but maybe not a lot of people saw it. Right. right. Um, and I was thinking about Titan A.E. the other day, Ooh. which is oh. a wonderful, wonderful animated movie. Yeah. Um, not a, nobody saw it. It's so good. There were four of us, me, and my brother, and like maybe three of us, me, my brother, and a friend. We were the only people in the theater. And, I mean, it's set in space, so I was like, I'm going. I'm going to see this movie. Can we talk about... No one saw it.
0: Side note, my two favorite Drew Barrymore movies. Titan A.E. Titan A.E. and Never Been Kissed. That's it. That's my top two.
1: (laughs) Bill Pullman's voice is in that movie.
0: (gasps) Which one? He's the...
1: No, he's the captain with the reddish beard. I was going to say more about his character, but... um, Don't spoil it. We want people to go see Titan A.E. Go watch Titan A.E. You might hate it. I hope people don't hate it because it's got like that blend of like 2D animation, but it was, I think it came out in 2000 or 99. and oh, man,
0: we're going to have to find this movie I think it's now. 2000.
1: And so they have some like random CGI scenes in there. And I don't know if the mm. blend totally add, um, uh-huh. holds up.
0: Now, would you have them do a remake animation still?
1: No, that this or is one I think action. like, if you're going to remake it, just remake it live action.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you don't even need to like have the story exactly the same, but... Yeah, has got. This was in an era before animated movies were really using a lot of big name actors too. Right. I feel like Shrek sort of started that in a lot of ways, but mm. um, maybe this came out. Let me look up the dates.
0: I feel like Iron Giant would be another one that would be awesome with a uh, live action.
1: True, people love that movie.
0: Oh, it's so good. But you know, with the way that would be effects could be really and cool. stuff with a giant giant yeah the iron giant
1: um okay so titan ae came out in 2000 shrek came out in 2001 so basically the same time but a little bit before and this was before the big like every animated studio is like put everyone in your movie and Uh really market the heck out of it um this was before that but it had matt damon bill pullman drew barrymore See,
0: this is probably before i really knew that i you know bill pullman as a as an actor so I wouldn't have recognized him, but I definitely recognize Drew Barrymore and Matt Damon's voices. But
1: And it might be one of my favorite soundtracks ever. I don't know if it holds up because it's like that alternative rock that would have been yeah. big in year 2000. But, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't work maybe quite as well as like yeah, guardians of the year? galaxy with the seventies music going with it, like the seventies mm-hmm. popular music. But I love that soundtrack. I used to listen to it mowing the lawn every week. <laughs>
0: there's some nostalgia for you (laughs) i've
1: got nostalgia for mowing the lawn listening to the titan ae soundtrack some cosmic castaway.
0: that song is fantastic yeah
1: amazing song i made a music video to that song someone thought it was a real music video and got mad at me (laughs) someone on youtube some commenter was like i know this is a real music video and that you're you just put it on your personal page and i'm gonna tell i don't know who they were gonna tell 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 C's lawyers or something and uh no, that's it was great. not like it, it was flattering, but like it, it wasn't that like I made it in high school like, You're gonna share the link the, to this video, right? It's I still better on YouTube. it's still on YouTube, but um, <laughs> I mean I had a cheap camera I'm very proud of that video though because I basically edited it shot for shot very proud of it But I mean I was using the cheapest video camera possible to a high school kid. So <laughs> But yes, Titan AE that, that's one they should remake That's what I want Titan AE and Harvey and the S Club 7 TV show from Fox Family
0: i don't know that that all went right over my head
1: okay i'll just leave it there i feel like ellie Uh, s club seven what ellie yeah who uh
0: in you know in a dress oh jurassic park yeah Mm -hmm. you know you're trying to explain ellie sattler yeah you're trying to explain chaos theory Theory. to me Mm -hmm. and it just went right over my head no
1: not chaos theory s club seven they were a um like a group band yeah They were like a group band. It wasn't a boy band because they had boys and girls. Mm, I can talk. Yes. And they had a TV show, Miami 7, about S Club 7 on on the Fox Family Network. I'm way, way deep in (laughs) the nostalgia weeds that nobody needs to know. But they should bring back S Club 7, you cowards.
0: (laughs) I'll take your word for it. Okay. Find me an old episode, then I'll judge.
1: I was just thinking about them today, and I was searching for a gif or gif. Of S Club 7 and for some reason a little gif or gif of the Winter Soldier came up. So mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> they should do a crossover.
0: Some some connection there.
1: I think maybe Winter Soldier was in S Club 7.
0: Oh, the actor.
1: No. Oh. No. In universe.
0: <laughs> I'm so confused. Not the actor. <laughs> I just thought you were saying that maybe... The, what's his name that played Subba- S- Sebastian Sebastian. Yeah. Was he in it?
1: No, he wasn't. <laughs> I was saying in universe that that was like a cover for the Winter Soldier was being a member of S Club 7.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm.
1: But they also often wore tank tops and that'd be hard to hide the metal arm. The metal so,
0: arm It'd stick out a yeah. little bit. Anyways. He'd be like C-3PO. He might have noticed my arm. It's different.
1: <laughs> okay, let's talk about a show that really does nostalgia well and that is Stranger Things.
0: Yes.
1: I think Stranger Things for me works so well like, it is steeped in 80s nostalgia, but it's telling new stories. It's it's very much an homage to, like, Spielberg and Stephen King and, mm-hmm. like, a whole porridge bowl oh. of, of 80s pop culture. But um, I think it works because it's, it's telling a new story with really amazing characters that you fall in love with. And um, it doesn't... I don't think it's beholden to its own nostalgia too much.
0: So we just finished season three.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't watched season three spoilers possible yes possible spoilers ahead
0: this one's not super spoilery um but so speaking of nostalgia i've been i was you know looking for a new show on netflix and i found an old show instead and so i've been watching cheers <laughs> which i've never seen cheers but i thought i i really loved uh, ted danson in um i totally just blanked on the name of the show the good place good place yeah. yes if you haven't seen the good place yet to watch that
1: yes best show on tv
0: yeah and then so then i was like oh ted danson he, that's right he was in cheers and so then i so said i've been watching cheers well anyways in stranger things they um show some of the characters watching cheers and they say man i really wish those two would get back together and it total spoiler alert for me and my cheers watching because they were
1: still together because they were
0: still <laughs> together and it spoiled for me that the two characters broke up it's like gee thanks stranger things for spoiler alerting my you know spoiling my show that came out 30 plus years ago
1: i think the um oh what's the word i think the embargo the on the of limitations on cheers <laughs> um, spoilers. spoilers is probably passed a few years ago
0: still new to me
1: but yeah and now you've just spoiled it for those listeners out there that yeah. are also watching cheers you know so it's just um endless cycle of spoiling that's rude
0: <laughs> i would recommend cheers though it's really funny guys so speaking of tvpg which is but in the 80s so it's kind of i'd say it's more like tv
1: 14 now yeah yeah Eh, yeah. that's to be expected isn't woody harrelson in it beckett from solo not that i've seen yet well spoiler
0: i just met fraser
1: oh fraser Uh yeah
0: i didn't realize you were telling me that like fraser was a spinoff from cheers i didn't know any of that
1: speaking of stranger things are you done talking about cheers sorry i didn't want to i'm done on my my side note of cheers yeah okay (laughs) Just a more concrete example of how Stranger Things really does well with like subtle references to things, um, and this isn't even an 80s reference. But so there's like the zombies, the flayed people, right? And at the end of the episode, they play "We'll Meet Again" that. Yes. Don't know where,
0: don't, don't know,
1: know when. when. That one. Yes. That yes. Which is like most famous for being at the end of of uh, Doctor Strangelove. When they're showing all the bombs exploding, oh, which right. I love because season three of Stranger Things is all about the Russians, which mm-hmm. Dr. Strangelove is also all, all about the, the Russians. Uh-huh. Um, so I love like a little subtle reference like that, that um, pleases me, but doesn't like take me out of the experience of the show either. Um, doesn't like.
0: Call yeah. attention to itself. Yeah.
1: doesn't call attention to itself like the never ending story, which I mean, that scene was genius. I'm, so not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> It it should have called attention to itself because it was glorious and yeah. everything you ever wanted. What do you think?
0: A remake of Neverending Story?
1: Now it will happen.
0: <laughs> Stranger Things has brought it about. Artax,
1: talk about like I'm not nostalgic for that horse dying in the mud. <laughs> never. It's tragic. Yeah. What what I'm interested in is like how the series has changed. Like series this the first season is very serious. There's funny stuff in there. But it's right. really...
0: Felt a little more intense.
1: Living in the creepiness. Yeah. yeah. And season two starts to get goofy. And season three is just... I feel like it's the perfect balance. Of
0: really funny. I feel like they had scene. to have a good balance because there's a lot of like gore and scary. Yeah. yeah. And, like,
1: Without the comedy, season three would have been way more intense than season one, for yes. sure.
0: I feel like it was needed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Plus, they're just getting to a you know, gawky teenage age. So it's just fun to poke fun at that age because we all remember being that age. Speaking of being nostalgic.
1: <laughs> Some like there's always First crushes
0: like, and everything, man, it all brings it back
1: because kids grow so fast. Maybe they'll just jump to the nineties, but I don't know. That'd be kind of a big gap because I think they're yeah, like I mean, 1984. So then they're still like in the mid early to mid eighties. So maybe that won't work. Okay. Before we close out, I totally forgot to share listener answers to the question of, okay. So yes, I asked people on Instagram, to answer the question, the all-important question of what movies t- did they wear out as kids. So we got Wizard of Oz, classic. I watched that one a lot as a kid. Which I didn't. I wonder, we need to show our kids that one. My that's mom has never
0: one. liked anything that's weird. Does that make sense? Like Alice in Wonderland, anything Wizard that of Oz. Anything that seemed like
1: someone may have been
0: <laughs> on drugs when they made you it. You said it, yeah.
1: <coughs> <laughs> Whether speaking that's of,
0: true or not. But just like weird things, my mom like never liked But speaking of which, really
1: Fantasia. Them. That one, you guys watched that one and that's, that's very maybe it's because it's animated it's animated it's no because your like parents in like Alice in Wonderland.
0: Wonderland anyway I don't know what the
1: parents are weird <laughs> what they let your kids watch and what you don't I'm sure I'm sure we we're are too. too yeah, yeah. Well, they've seen like our kids so many old movies, watch and old movies so many Star Wars but and they're like emoji movie gross I don't want to watch that Itzel underscore says she said Wizard of Oz Casey my friend Casey said Fantasia Mary Clay Watt said Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins I'm with you on Mary
0: Poppins, but Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was never my favorite.
1: Yeah, I I liked Chitty Chitty Bang Bang a lot. I watched it a lot, but The Child Catcher still scares me legitimately. He is terrifying. I will not show my children that one. (laughs) The Child Catcher? No way. Oh, our friend Lindsay said, That Thing You Do.
0: That one's underrated. We talked about, you know, wanting to do an episode all about underrated movies. Yeah. That one's on the list.
1: I think we should just start a second podcast um called a to zahn it's a steve zahn appreciation podcast <laughs> mostly focusing on his works in you've got mail and that thing you do yes but also we could talk about like when he was an ape and more for the planet of the apes
0: and all the voice acting he's done
1: i really love steve zahn i have a i have a crush on steve zahn he's my dream boat we also got nightmare before christmas annie did you watch annie you watched annie
0: yes mm-hmm.
1: little mermaid got a lot of uh rewinds in for little mermaid monsters inc really good one some veggie tales someone's going deep here oh that was See, sort of never star wars those podcast kids. said said veggie tales you didn't watch veggie tales no we didn't oh they're like, like i
0: know of them but they're like and i remember babysitting kids who would watch them
1: children's entertainment with like a christian message i would have thought right. that it would have been like big in your house <laughs> nope. but they also had like the batman spoofs and star wars Maybe not Star Wars, but they had Batman. We got a couple of Batman and Robins, actually, speaking of Batman. Mr. Freeze, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, underrated. I watched that one a
0: Interesting, lot. Interesting, because I feel like, yeah, you know, as far as nostalgia goes, like there's been, yeah, so many new Batmans.
1: Yeah, so Tyler Carlin of Bacon and Eggs podcast, he said Batman and Robin. Also, Pixels, she said Fraggle Rock. Have you ever seen Fraggle Rock?
0: I feel like there's a Muppet. It, or not but like puppets or there something are puppets i have
1: not actually seen, fraggle, I've never rock. seen that, fraggle rock of all the answers we got that's the one that like i know what it is but i've never actually seen fraggle yeah rock. i
0: haven't
1: either and then books and chucks i i think books and chucks knows that i would say this on the air so that's why she wrote it i hope it's true books and chucks but she wrote willow the cinematic masterpiece that is willow
0: i think they're mocking I, you i <laughs> i wore
1: i wore this one out as well this is now one should willow I wore have out. a remake Remember I said Willow, oh, a, right. a sequel may be in oh, the works. Oh, that's right. You're and I, am, I, I think what I'm revealing here is that if Lucasfilm is doing something, I'm probably okay with it, which may make me a fanboy, but there it is. Um, so I'm okay with a Willow thing. Um, especially like a sequel, that's different than a, a, remake. a remake. I don't think you should remake Willow.
0: How would it ever compete?
1: It can't. I mean, Warwick Davis is a, a, um, a king on the screen. So, And then also Becca... <laughs>
0: I like that. I said that so good. What? I said, how can it ever compete? And you were being sarcastic. I was being a little sarcastic there. And you just went right over it. I thought maybe (laughs) that
1: you'd had a change of heart and that you do recognize it as a cinematic masterpiece. Um, I
0: think we need all of our audience to watch it and chime in.
1: We should do a cinematic um,
0: masterpiece, a Willow commentary
1: episode Mm. and uh, and bask in its glory. (laughs) Okay. And then um, last one. Becca said Princess Diaries.
0: Yes. Which reminds me, I wanted to bring that up in the nostalgia episode here because I love Princess Diaries.
1: I do too. So much. In fact, after one of our former episodes, we talked a lot about Princess Diaries. Which one was it? Mother Figures. Yes. And um, then it was soon after that that you bought me I bought Princess it for diaries. Father's
0: Day because, you know, you're not a normal father. You could appreciate Princess Diaries was for Father's overjoyed. Day. I was
1: overjoyed, and so we wa- and it was a two-pack, so it had the first and the second. Oh yes. Which.
0: Blu-ray, man.
1: As far as like Disney sort of uh, lower-budget sequels go, the second one's not bad, honestly.
0: Better than a lot of sequels I've seen.
1: Yeah, and
0: you also discovered that I have more trivia knowledge about Princess Diaries than anything else in my entire life.
1: So what we need to do is do a Willow commentary episode, and then a or princess Diaries first and because mm-hmm. you have like all the facts <laughs> I have like one fact from Princess Diaries is that when she fell on the bleachers that that was um, a mistake an accident and, and they I just kept, kept it in the movie mm-hmm. but you I don't even remember them there were so many you were just throwing them out there like oh
0: yes I not only saw it in theaters I watched all the behind the scenes I big fan all the all the articles and like interviews i could find like
1: really i did not know that about you i love this
0: you know this is like the second one came out youtube and stuff Mm -hmm. so you could like find interviews and things but
1: but yeah speaking of sequels they are supposedly going to make princess diaries 3 like it's in in, on the pipeline in the pipeline on the pipeline it's uh, coming down the the track and (laughs) i'm using all kinds of (laughs) idioms here and it's coming around the mountain princess diaries 3
0: an idiom you idiot uh,
1: apparently um chris pine is gonna reprise his role as, as long is and hathaway and julie andrews
0: yeah as long as those three are in it i'm there man
1: uh i need I um am there. i need hector Elizondo. like mm, everyone's true. like we well if anne Joe. hathaway and chris pine and julie andrews are there i'm game but you need hector Elizondo in that you just do and uh yeah i'm game what what do we want from princess diaries three what do we want like is it going to bask in the nostalgia of the first one somehow? Is she going to have a daughter with crazy curly hair and, and then she'll find out that she's a princess because Anne Hathaway's character, uh, Mia, has hidden it for some reason? Or
0: <laughs> I think as uh, like, long uh, like, as, uh, like, That's you know. like the Force Awakens
1: way of doing yeah, it. No. But are they going to go a different way?
0: I think as long as they're married happily. Who? With it.
1: Julie Andrews and Hector?
0: Yes, those two because yeah. they already were married. Right. But at the end, we don't really know. We assume that they will mm-hmm. wed um, Mia and... Oh, I just blanked on his name. Chris Pine's character.
1: I don't remember his name. Kylo Ren? No. 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 See, Princess Diaries 2 was clearly just viewed by Ryan Johnson. And he said, I'm going to make that movie, but Star Wars. They're like touching hands in the forest. Um, he's wearing dark clothes. She's wearing white. Like the symbolism is there. I didn't mention this when we were watching it because I was still <laughs> formulating the theories in my head. Watch the Princess Diaries 2. It's all there. And on that note... <laughs> You're just you're nostalgic for the times when I didn't bring up Kylo Ren in everyday yes. conversation.
0: So many times a day, Kylo Ren this and Kylo Ren that. Mm-hmm. You wish I was more like Kylo Ren. <laughs> no comment.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to say to that.
0: Because <laughs> it's, it's so true, it hurts. That's what that's what you're thinking.
1: All right. We can just close out yeah.
0: let us know what you're nostalgic for what movie did you want to turn as a kid what should be remade let yeah. us know should on- remakes
1: just be abolished completely yeah, it's up maybe. to you if you had the power what would you do
0: yeah uh connect with us on instagram and twitter at hello un- no <laughs> at elsewhere underscore pod um and happy beeps
1: oh wait and also before the happy beeps just don't forget to tell your friends about it. Your friend, uh, um, your friends, Anna and and Philip, they love movies and want a new podcast to listen to. So tell yeah, Anna and Philip because they they're love waiting for nostalgia. this. Nostalgia. Yeah, they are nostalgic for Lizzie I don't know. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire and and, and Princess Diaries and Willow. That's all you need from life. Pretty much. All right, give us some happy beeps. Happy beeps. Happy beeps. <laughs> happy beeps.